fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. With Pat and Stu for Glenn, he's back on Monday. Uh, we have more butt stupidity to share with you coming up here. Um, <laughs> this is wow! Is there some amazing stuff going on on the CBS Morning Show? And uh, and then what was the second one? Oh yeah! Oh jeez! And then Joy Reid from MSNBC. Uh, we'll share that with you, and much much more coming up in sixty seconds. Pat and Stu for Glenn of the Glenn Beck Program. 888-727-BECK. <laughs> uh, wow. The CBS Morning Show featured a, a representative from a, comp- a company called August that sells uh, feminine hygiene products. And uh, we've gone so far downhill. We're, we're just being flushed down the drain here. Uh, this is impossible to believe until you see it. I mean, if somebody just told me, well, you know what the representative of that company of uh, that sells feminine hygiene products said that, you know, they want their they want their brand to be more inclusive to all genders. Oh, uh, wait. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Uh, I mean, I know you want to sell more crap, but right. But I don't think men want. But yeah, let's uh, take a look at this and uh, see if you agree with her. August, to me, is the result of spending years in the space identifying pain points, whether they be around sustainability. Like, Uh I grew up hating pads. Most pads have enough plastic for, like, three to five plastic bags, right? So very scratchy, very uncomfortable, but also wanting a period-positive, gender-inclusive brand. So we are August, wanting a gender-inclusive name. On the back, it says we're here for everyone who menstruates. Uh And I think especially Uh, in this age of transphobia, it really means a lot to us to be Mm -hmm. proudly a gender-inclusive brand. But everything about the product, we try to be super thoughtful about from uh, how we design Mm. it to be as comfortable as absorbent as possible, but also as sustainable as possible. Uh, is that as big a bunch of BS as you've ever heard from anybody on national television? It's so bizarre. I, 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 just, I, it is. Yeah, you're left with, I don't even know how to respond to that now. It's, you want period positive, gender inclusive feminine hygiene you can't even call it that anymore because it's from it's masculine as well as feminine apparently men uh, i guess now have reason to buy uh pads it's hard i think at times you have Tampons. to just boil this down to the basic math and plumbing right uh-huh. where it's like what they're saying is a woman who is saying they are a man mm-hmm. all yeah. still has their period because they are right. still a woman Okay. So, but yes. we're going to deny that they're still a woman. We're going to say that they are a man just because of their words. They've decided they're a man, so they're a man. And so, they're, this man can have periods, right? And so, we're including the people who are women but say they're men, and they can also buy our product. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, sure, anyone can buy your product, but not it's that not, many people. Like, there's one side of the aisle. Uh, assuming you know women are on one side of the aisle and men are on the other, there is one side of the aisle that that actually does need the period positive product, or at least a or period the PPPs right. as uh, they've come to be known. Yeah, that's that's, that's the category, of course. Yeah. But uh-huh. like one thing that doesn't 
cause the problems that you're worried about is transphobia. No one is scared. <laughs> I'm terrified of transgendered people. Therefore, I will not recognize their yeah. decided change of their gender based on their thoughts. Like, that is not transphobia. No, it isn't. And I'm not scared of transgendered people. What it, they're it, suffering from is fact phobia. Yeah. They're really afraid of the truth. Yeah. Truth phobia, fact phobia, just admit it. If you're a man, you don't need a feminine hygiene product. Right. You don't need it because you're never going to be period positive. Uh, so you can be as gender inclusive as you want. It still doesn't do anything for, for men. And and like what, part wow. of this, part of this, and I think the reason why this connects with some people, there are some like just ideologues on the left that are just going to say whatever. But I think for, for an average person this who, you know, is trying to be inclusive and nice and understanding mm-hmm. is basically what they're internally doing and i and you do this all the time i suppose in other circumstances but this is what's happening a person comes in and they say i know what they're saying is a lie i know they're not really a man mm-hmm. however <laughs> i'm so nice i'm going to ignore the truth to make them feel good that is essentially what goes on with a lot of people in the middle here yeah they say like look i don't care if this person says says they're a man or a woman i want them to feel good i don't want to get in an argument i don't want to fight about it i don't want to have a weird conversation about their genitals so what i'm going to do is just go along with it and actually it it is in some ways a uh, a real um sacrifice for a person they are sacrificing their own ownership of the truth they know what they're doing is is a lie they're not mm-hmm. consciously maybe knowing this, but like in reality, what they're doing is like, I know X is true, but because I like you so much, because I'm such a good person, because I'm so nice, I will adopt your lie to show you what a good person I am. That is, I think, what a lot of people in the middle do. And I, in a normal conversation, I even can find some space there right like mm-hmm. I, I don't want to and i'm not looking to get in, in in arguments with everybody i come up with whatever whatever choices they're making or whatever weird thing they got going on in their lives like hey man uh, you know we've all got our stuff right like i don't want to do that but when it comes to a societal policy mm-hmm. truth standpoint if you don't stand up for what is accurate, you lose the basis of a civilization, Pat. And that's what's happening right now. That's what's happening. Yeah. If you can't agree on basic truths, there is no civilization. That is what brings us together. Mm-hmm. You you come up with those things that you can agree on, that you can we can say, okay, this is all true. How do we deal with the stuff that there's argument on? Well, when you create arguments with the most basic facts, you have no foundation anymore. And of course, this yeah. is exactly what the leftist activists want. And if you're so sensitive that you're offended by truth, and the truth is men don't have periods. That's the truth. It just is a fact. It's a biological fact. If you're that offended by it, then I, I'm sorry. I can't help you. I mean, yes, people are just going to have to be offended sometimes. But why would it offend you? When it is a fact, it is the truth, and... Your situation is different, but you don't want to be called a woman because you've made the transition to being a man. But I'm sorry, that doesn't change the facts. Yeah. I remember us doing a show years ago together uh, called Pat and Stu, by the way. Mm-hmm. Wonderful show. And uh, we were taught, we were, we, it was at the beginning of all this stuff really starting to come out. 
and the the T was starting to rise above the LG and the B. Yeah. And we were listening to one of the most famous L's in the country, Ellen DeGeneres. And she was still mm-hmm. doing her show and someone they were having this conversation and we played the clip back and I and I never forget this because it really set something for me as you look at this debate. She said um she said again this is not I'm not accepting this exactly, but like it's interesting to hear from their perspective what how they think about this. And she said, um, your sex is your sex. Like that is like man, woman, male, female, right? Yeah. Your gender is how you feel about it inside. No, it's not. And and like, I forget <laughs> it's that it's wrong for a second, right? Forget that for one second yeah. because we should come All back right. to that. It is important that it's wrong. Mm-hmm. But also it's just not important. It is not important to me as a talking in a societal perspective. Mm-hmm whether you feel like you're something else or not that is not something that is important to measure it might be important for your family members it might be important for your friend it might be important for your spouse it might be important for your co-workers they might care about how you feel about crap but i don't care how you feel about crap that's not my job my, my job designing policy is not to feel, well these people feel this way who cares what are they how mm-hmm. what are their actual features as human beings not their feelings their you don't base policy on feelings it's it might be interesting to your therapist how you feel but it's not mm-hmm. interesting to me we base policy on factual measures of what humans are doing how much is being earned how uh, what, you know you can base things on and the, and the left loves to do this basing things on race and gender and all of these other things but feelings are a totally separate thing yeah it doesn't matter it doesn't change the facts it doesn't change the, the fact. truth just like if if i believe that water isn't wet I believe it's dry. Yeah. I identify with water as being a dry substance. Mm -hmm. And so is society, in order not to offend me, going to accept the fact that water is dry? Right. No. No. No, We would say it's not dry. It's not dry. Now, it might be interesting to your your friends and family that... Gosh, did you know Pat thinks water is, is dry? dry? Like, what do we do with that? Like, we what if you know, we splash some water on him? Will he yeah. still believe that? Right? Does he need therapy? <laughs> Does do we should we just like uh-huh. and look? Sad. Here's a great sad example of this: Alzheimer's. Yep. You get to a point where you're just yes. you know you go in and you talk to your 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 grandfather who's who's got Alzheimer's, your father who's got Alzheimer's, and you just you know what you let them adopt a reality that isn't reality. Mm-hmm. And you sympathize with them and you feel terrible for it. And you go in there and you go, yeah, yeah, I know. I, you know, I, I guess mom who passed away 20 years ago, she might be in next week. I'm not sure when she's coming by. And you let mm. them live in that reality. At some, mm-hmm. And it's a sad part of life. But it is a sad part of life. It is sad yeah. that you have to do that. You're crushed by it. Your, your, your soul is crushed by that moment. And there's an obvious ailment there. Yeah. And it's it's so true. We were talking about this, I think, on uh, News and White Matters, uh, Pat, last week, that uh, the, the actress Megan Fox. Now she ha- apparently has ch- like a ninety four trans children. I didn't, I didn't even I wasn't even aware oh. of that. I think I thought I you didn't know that. Point, I, I thought you pointed that out. No. So 
Don't quote me on that. I thought that was your. Were point. you seeing someone else on uh, News and Why? No, we were. were you we know, were talking. You, I wasn't on last week. Oh no, you know what? Maybe so was, you were seeing somebody else. else. I'm sorry. Oh my oh gosh. My gosh. Uh, I'm sorry. Wow, this I'm is so awkward sorry, honey. Now. I'm so sorry. This is awkward. <laughs> no, so <laughs> Megan Fox. So apparently, no. You know what? It was uh, Jason Buttrell. I apologize. Jason All Buttrell right. was on with us, and, and Sarah Gonzalez. They were telling me that I guess she has trans children. She's very active in this community. Hmm. But, but the reason I brought her up was different, which was she. If you know who Megan Fox is. The thing you probably know about her is she's an incredible actress. But secondly, <laughs> you might know her for her. She ap- acts? I didn't realize that. <laughs> hmm. Weird. The second thing you might know her for is her appearance. She happens yes, to you be might notice that. quite attractive uh, to many. I've to, heard that. Somewhere between many to all males mm-hmm. uh, find her incredibly attractive. And what's, I guess, interesting <laughs> about her is that she does not see herself that way. She... Has really? some body dysmorphia issue where she feels oh, wow. she's like hideously ugly, and she can't under, she can't mentally she just thinks she looks awful all the time. She can't mentally. It's like you know someone who's anorexic and thinks they're fat, right? Oh uh, yeah, she's got yeah. that type of issue, and I don't know all the details about it, but it's, I thought it was fascinating because everyone on earth looks at her and go, "Oh my gosh, she's incredibly looking," mm-hmm. and she can't see it. And the answer to that for her is not to go to her and say, you know what? You're right. You're ugly. Right. You know what? You're right. We need to affirm your ugliness. Yes. We need to tell you that you're hideous. We need to tell you that you are the most revolting creature on the planet and make you comfortable in the world where that is the truth. That is not the way we treat that. Nope. It is not the way we treat that when we go to a, a young girl and tell her, you know what? You're anorexia. Actually, you are fat. You're really fat. You need to eat less, fatty. That is not how we would do that. It would be incredibly no, irresponsible. And it would irresponsible cause, and dangerous. It would cause people's uh, their, their lives. And by the way, this trans stuff has done that as well. We've we've yep. heard there have been multiple reports of 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 women going into the hospital uh, and having all sorts of internal problems. And the problem is they say they're men. And the doctors don't know what's wrong with them because they're like, what's going on? There's some crazy ailment. We can't detect it. Well, it's because they're pregnant and they're actually women. They're not men. Now, I don't know if the doctor really couldn't detect this or because I've found it to be, you know, when they talk about trans awareness, you don't really need too much awareness. You can usually tell. Uh, But other than that, we're talking about a person here who I think the doctors know they know this is actually a, a woman who's pregnant. Yeah. But they say, gosh, we can't say that because they're saying they're a man. So we can't check for pregnancy. We can't check for that. And babies That's have nuts. died yeah. because of this. Yeah. It's disgraceful. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. And Stu for Glenn. Uh, he's back on on Monday. Joy Reid, brilliant as usual. Was this just yesterday? I think. I think just. Uh, yeah, yesterday because she's talking about the Fourth of July and the fact that she she couldn't leave her home. Um, here's what she had to say. Brilliant. I have to say, I did not go out on July Fourth and would not. The idea would of not. going to a mass gathering, a parade, or a big fireworks thing outside seems insane to me to be blunt in america because america is awash with guns and now people don't just have them they seem to want to shoot people with them and use them for whatever you know for whatever what do you think has Mm. changed in this country um, which has always had a lot of guns uh in the recent years to Mm -hmm. make it a shooting gallery 
Huh? Now, what kind of what society is she talking about? <laughs> well, I, I, what, Where you can't even go outside on the Fourth of July because. The fireworks are co- covering up the gunfire. Maybe in Chicago, that's a concern. Is that where she lives? Uh, if you're if you're in a Democrat-run city, there might be some issues there where you should be cautious at least. But that is the bizarre. Like insanity. you want to talk about a moral? You know, we used to have these moral panics where like people would, and this was something the left used to always say it was the worst thing in the world. People would like freak out over, you know, like uh, satanic, uh, you know, l- uh, lyrics in your records when yeah. you spin them backwards and all this stuff. Right. Like this is what sh- this is. I went to multiple uh, 4th of July festivals and no shootings at them. Um, in fact, every town in America basically had mm-hmm. one and there were what, two incidents? And they were, and by the way, the one big one was some trans black person who uh, would be the mm-hmm. first person uh, defended by Joy Reid in any other circumstance. But they would just yep. not even acknowledge it this week. It would blame the guns. Yeah, um, all of this that goes on is so insane. Like the, the look, the odds we have too much violence in this country. We do mm-hmm. have a problem with with some of the stuff. It is increasing. But the odds of you being involved in something like this are incredibly low. The the fact that you would avoid a mass gathering for a reason like this is 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 Incredible. borderline mental problem. Like it's it's someone being sca- it's like being scared of letting mm-hmm. your kids outside because they're going to get abducted in, in your in your backyard. You know, right. it's like it's just it's just a, a a crazy person's problem. It's not that it never happens. Of course, you have to be aware. Uh, you know, it's it's there are. We do have a problem uh, with uh, with violence in this country. You'd like it to be less, of course. Mm-hmm. But like that, the country mm-hmm. she's describing does not exist. A country where you can't go to a festival because basically there's a shooting in every one of them is not. That's not a reality, guys. That's and not you're real. so afraid that you can't even leave your house on the Fourth of July. That's, that's your just, problem. Yeah, I mean, we said this yesterday, but maybe it's just you. You know, maybe it's and just no maybe you, Joy. Here. It is just her. <laughs> it's just her. She's just start graving nuts. And that's why she says the stupid things she says on her show all the time. And even with our increases in wow. violence, we're again still lower than we were in the 90s. Uh, you know, it's not by as much as we used to be right. before the whole uh, George Floyd riot thing took over. Um, mm. Since then, we've had a massive uptick and COVID. I mean, I think that the COVID shutdowns really screwed with our country and, and, and took a lot of people who were fringe mm-hmm. on their with their mental status already and turned them into people who acted out violently. I think that that's true. We we. We have a real problem in this country, but like, can you get a grip? Is there, is it possible to just get a grip of yourselves and keep, keep things in perspective? This is still by far the best country in the world to live in. Oh, it's not even close. By far. Not even close. 888-727-BECK. More Pat and Stu for Glenn coming up. The Glenn Back Program. Welcome. Thanks for being with us. Finish off the week. Oh, jeez. Here Pat we go again. Stu for Glenn. More of this. More of what? What more, are we doing? More of what you're doing. I mean, I, what, what am I doing? I just can't take it anymore. <laughs> you know, I've been sitting really? here quietly. Yeah. Trying, just hoping you'd come around. Hoping you'd come around to a, a, a moment of empathy. I'm sorry. I you disappointed know? you so. And I, you, do, you don't. You, you continue hmm. to to wreck people's lives with your with your hardcore right-wing extremist beliefs yeah okay and they're they're ruining people's lives day to day my 
your beliefs, yes, your, right wing mm-hmm. extremist beliefs. Yeah, like your your uh, mm. everything your, like such as your uh, abortion extremism, for example. Like where I don't think babies should be murdered. Right, exactly. Yeah, you that's have crazy. this. And people might not know this, but Pat has this policy where he thinks children should be born. I, I do. Admittedly, I, I do. And you think, you know, mm-hmm. there's a new story out that 10,000 babies that were born in uh, Texas that otherwise wouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a good thing. A human tragedy. These poor children <laughs> who now have to face a life uh-huh. of, of really of any, being of, alive. Of varying quality. It really could be anything. Yeah. But they have to face that. I mean, now. they could grow up and cure cancer. It could be. Could Bring they, us world peace. They could be. They, they it's could, possible. They could be the next great president. They could invent something incredible. They also could just be really mediocre. Yeah, they could. Uh, they could be uh, the, the person who works at ne- out next to you in the gym and sweats all over the equipment. Regardless, <laughs> they you some people like you think they should uh-huh. have that opportunity to live. Which is you're right. I, I do believe that one of the ways you're ruining mm-hmm. our country, just one of them. And I want to bring in this, maybe personalize this a little bit, Pat. If I could tell you, okay, the story of a couple in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. CNN tells us the story. <laughs> the headline: They couldn't hold their daughter to say goodbye. Oh no! Think of this, Pat. Mm. All the subheadline: mm-hmm. All they wanted to do was hold their baby. But strict Kentucky abortion laws meant they couldn't. (laughs) Wait, how did the abortion law get in the way of them holding their baby? As if you don't know, as if you didn't design this law (laughs) from beginning to end, Pat. I'm not sure I've ever even been to Kentucky, (laughs) let alone... So the story here, Pat, is mm-hmm. um, uh, a uh, there was a, a a couple had had a baby coming growing up. I think it was twenty weeks. I want to say twenty weeks, mm-hmm. and they wanted an abortion because of a birth defect. Uh, this is obviously a mm-hmm. you know a, a this is where they're going to try to say okay, well they should have had this abortion. All mm-hmm. they wanted to do though is have they wanted to hold the baby. That's it. Well, Kentucky Medicaid apparently would not pay for a premature delivery to induce death. Okay. So Mm. what they wanted, apparently, the design of this family was to have the baby and then let it suffocate in their arms. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Slowly suffocate and die in front of them. That's what they wanted. The strict (sighs) Kentucky abortion law would not allow that to occur. (laughs) Now, I don't know. It kind of seems rational to prevent someone from letting a baby die in Mm. your arms after it was just born. That, to me, in fact, I was told it was conspiracy theory that 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 could ever happen. But that's what they wanted to happen. That's not how it is framed by CNN. Mm. So the couple who could not afford, apparently, um, a a lot of these abortion uh, costs was then uh, had their travel paid for. To go to Chicago, where Chicago, where they don't apparently have these horrible abortion laws, or at least some of them, allowed this uh, in uh, abortion to occur, but not the way they wanted, because once again, what they wanted was to give birth to the child and watch it suffocate. So what they did instead was mm. cut it up inside of her. Now, apparently their goal, I guess, was to hold the reason they couldn't hold the baby was because you know it was in several pieces okay it went they went through a dismemberment abortion 
Mm. So, now I now Pat, I guess wow. in theory, even if your baby is in a bunch of pieces, you could theoretically hold it. They said they couldn't even, they never even got to see their baby. They don't even know what it looked like. And they're giving the sob story. Well, um, of course, they may have been able to actually hold the, the individual pieces of the child, except the abortion clinic in Chicago would not give them the pieces because they wanted the pieces because they wanted to cremate the baby and have some sort of memorial. But the abortion clinic in Chicago, who is not held up as the, the villain in the story at all, they're the heroes, they wouldn't give the parts to the parents because why? What did they want to do with them? We, we don't know for they sure. They wanted to sell them. They have high value. They wanted to sell them. Especially when you're at 20 weeks, right? You're, yep. you're very far along. Yep. It could be that they wanted to sell them. It could be that they wanted to, you know, there was another uh, hateful abortion law in Chicago that meant that they had to dispose and couldn't just hand them back to the, the parents. I don't know exactly the reason for that yet. We should also point <laughs> out, though, uh, the, uh, the quotes from the mom about the procedure. Now remember, the bad guys here are the, this is the Kentucky abortion law. That's the problem of the story. The headline is about how bad the Kentucky abortion laws are and how it was made it impossible for this couple to hold their dying child. That's the framing of the story. Her quote about the actual procedure. uh, She said the procedure was, quote, a nightmare and, quote, the worst pain ever. Much more painful than giving birth to her daughters, her other children, who they decided to keep alive. Mm. Yet the villain of this story is Kentucky for not allowing these parents to be able to watch their kids suffocate in peace. I mean, uh, it's just uh, Pat, th- this how is, does a society survive this when that's acceptable? And the way it's spun is that anybody who wanted the baby to live is awful hideous people you're you're evil again you know it's isaiah 520 where uh everything good is made to seem bad and everything bad is made to seem good yeah you take the sweet for bitter and bitter for sweet and that's where we are how can you be on the side of the argument oh no says yeah, what should happen is the baby should be born and should just just slowly suffocate in front of the parents. How, how can that possibly I be the right answer? Have, you, has, have any of these people taken five minutes to think about this? How can that possibly be the right answer? How can the right answer be mm. you let because they're not, not even discussed in this article or really is the the idea of letting the kid try to live mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's not really even a possibility here. It's more of like how do we get rid of it? You know, and look, there are really difficult moments that happen to parents when you're talking about birth defects. I'm not, this is something that Mm -hmm. is torturous for parents to deal with. I understand that. But like the the idea that the, the good guys in this story are a bunch of Chicago uh, abortionists who are sitting here chopping up children for profit. How is that? possibly the good thing have you thought it's that meme that that floats around every once in a while where the two nazis are looking at each other and they say one of them says you know i've noticed we have skull and crossbones on on our uniforms are we the baddies (laughs) like are we is it possible we're the bad guys yeah the skull and the crossbones maybe should have told you that it's possible but I just can't understand, and, and you see this over and over again. They, they had this the coverage of the Texas situation: ten thousand babies 
look like they were 10,000 above what, what would have been expected were born in Texas after the abortion laws went away. We were seeing, you know, numbers somewhere in the number neighborhood of 3% for the first year. It's important to note many of the abortion laws were not put in place on day one. It took months. To, for, so the number will probably be higher. It might be 5 to 10% of abortions that are saved from just overturning Roe versus Wade and red states changing their policies. And you think about this in like the outcome. What is the outcome of this? Tens of thousands of people who otherwise would not be alive Mm. are instead breathing today. What policy can you think of that the government has passed in any recent time that would actually give you that type of result? You might be able to come up with a couple of them. You know, there might be one or two here or there. But man... It, most of the time you look at this as a miracle. If you if they had a gun control policy that got passed and saved tens of thousands of lives, all they would do was talk about it. Oh, yeah. If it saves just one just life, one, it justifies isn't it. it. Isn't it worth it? Yeah. That's what they'd say. Mm-hmm. But saving 10,000, that, that, of course, is a bad thing to them. Incredible. It's bad. It really is a backward society. And when you talk about it, it is... Mm. Everything that is liquid is solid, right? We are there. For sure. They are telling you all the time that things that you know are true are false. And if you do not go along with it and embrace it and believe it and celebrate it, you are the enemy. Mm -hmm. What? It's so backward and it's so impossible to exist in a society that allows that. And it's even more difficult to survive in one that encourages it. That, that calls it the baseline of, of human existence. Every day you wake up and you recognize this truth or you're out. Your job's mm-hmm. over. You're canceled. You're not allowed to talk to people anymore. And yes, we're still at a place, as I just pointed out, I think it's a great country. And, you know, I'm still on national radio saying these things. And, and we are not to North, the North Korea point by any means. But we are... Why walk down the road that leads there? You don't yeah. need to go all the way there to recognize that it's a bad thing. You got two steps. You see the rear like triangle hotel in the distance <laughs> in Pyongyang and you turn around. That's what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And we've decided to do the opposite. I don't know how that's going to work out for us, Pat. Uh, not well would be my guess. Uh, and I know that's going way out on a limb. It is. But uh, I'm I'm comfortable out there. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today. The Glenn Beck Program. And welcome, Pat and Stu for Glenn. He'll be back Monday, start the week. Can I give you, we talked about Taylor Swift a little bit yesterday. Yeah. And I, her, her, there's things people love about Taylor Swift. You know, some people hate her. I, her politics are really annoying. The fact that she's a Philadelphia Eagles fan makes me feel a little bit better about her. Mm-hmm. Hey, you can be a little torn on a person. Um, but one of the things that's interesting about this is this her relationship to the FTX story. Remember Sam Bankman-Fried, the crypto exchange, it blows up. And if you remember, uh, not this past Super Bowl, which was a, had a tragic ending to it, um, but the previous one, 
uh, there were all the crypto mm-hmm. ads. It was that year where like every every ad was a crypto ad, and uh, you know Larry David was doing spots, and Giselle, and LeBron James, and mm-hmm. somehow LeBron James always gets left out of it when they run through these people's names. But um, all these people took tons and tons of money to tell you they you should go to uh, crypt- various crypto exchanges. One of which being FTX, and FTX was one of the biggest advertisers. So the FTX thing blows up, and as it blows up, one of the side stories that comes out of this is there was basically a bunch of celebrities taking money to dupe their followers, but there was one exception. One shining light came out of this. One person had the bravery, the chutzpah, the care for their own fans to LeBron. come out. LeBron James? No. Is that where this he, is going? He took every dime. <laughs> and gets no blame. No, Taylor huh. Swift. She apparently has such high financial acumen that she came in and, and I wish I could have the quote in front of me, but like supposedly she came into the FTX people. They wanted to pay her $100 million to be an FTX spokesperson. And she said, I will, I will not do this unless you can prove to me that these are not unregulated securities. It's like, that's the quote she supposedly <laughs> said in a meeting. No. Like, they said that to me at a meeting. This did not occur, uh, right? There's no way Taylor <laughs> Swift came in and said, by the way, I want you to prove to me these are not unregulated securities. And when and Sam Bankman-Free was like, what? I can't do that. And she's like, I'm not taking your nine figures. That's like how it was presented in the media. Mm-hmm. Um, and her, I guess her dad works for worked at Merrill Lynch and had some financial background. And there was some conversation that maybe she <laughs> knew more about this than people. And she's just a good person, would not just take this money. Mm-hmm. Well, a new update has come out of the story months later after she got this incredible praise for the stance that she took that at no point seemed real to me. Like, I just, no offense to, I I mean, I, I look at her political a- analysis and there's no way she walked into a meeting and said, I want you to right. tell me about unregulated securities, <laughs> especially because the government can't even tell these companies if they're unregulated securities or not. Like, that hasn't mm-hmm. even been decided by the government yet. So anyway, long story short, new report comes out in the New York Times that apparently what actually happened after more than six months of negotiations, Swift's team signed a sponsorship deal with the now bankrupt exchange uh, company, FTX, worth north of $100 million. But right before FTX signed, Sam Bankman-Fried pulled out. Mm. She had agreed to it, and it was Sam Bankman-Fried uh, who wow. didn't sign the deal. Wow. So after months of praise she got for this, where everyone's like, oh, the one good person out there, the one good celebrity who wouldn't care about about her fans. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, No, actually, she wanted the money just like everybody else. Oh, man. And probably was a negotiating tactic, right? Uh, Uh uh, Unregulated security. Are these unregulated securities? Uh, and so she didn't get her money, unfortunately. But at least she won't be involved in the lawsuits because it looks like Tom Tom Brady... Lost $30 million of stock in the deal. Lost uh, all the crypto they gave him. And now is getting sued by tons of people. Larry yeah. David's getting sued. These guys are all getting sued. And it's like, it's a dumb thing. Like, do you really think Larry David knew, knew about crypto when he was doing the commercials? He's making funny commercials. Right. It's not It's not his fault that, that Sam Bankman-Fried is a criminal. But they're still getting sued anyway. Incredible. All right. 888-727-BECK. Heading into the final hour. Coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program.